Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are talking to financial experts about everything from personal to business finance and pretty much everything in between. And my guest today is going to be able to talk about a number of issues of things about really why it's an important uh, point that you should never be overlooking is really, you know, understanding the financial impact on your lives. So Wayne B. Titus III is a, oh, now listen to all these credentials, CPA, PFS, and AIFA, founded AMDG Financial and AMDG Business Advisory. Oh, he he founded those. I was like, how many more initials I've got? All right. So Wayne founded AMDG Financial and AMDG Business Advisory Services in 2002. And that was based on his 15 years of experience at two very large accounting firms where he worked with Fortune 50 clients. So you know he's seen it all from some really high impact, high yield companies. He dove into entrepreneurship to make a bigger impact on people's lives. He's a fee-only fiduciary advisor. He's loyal to his clients and he places their interests ahead of his own or those of his firms. So he has dealt with assets of more than 150 million and AMDG Financial integrates tax, financial and investment strategies to help clients make financial and life transitions, make them successful on purpose. Now I love this, his credo for his company is from financial wisdom, better stewardship. He's also the author of The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. And uh, joining us today is Wayne. Thank you so much for joining us. Michael, it's my pleasure to be here with you. Don't you love it when you listen to your bio and you're like, wow, I sure have a lot of things. Plus, I have a lot of initials. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, alphabet soup, what does it get you in life? Exactly. Well, I give a little bit of a highlight of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Sure. Well, I I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My parents, my grandparents, and even my great-grandparents were entrepreneurs. Um, You know, and if you're an entrepreneur, you know, your business is your baby, right? You Mm -hmm. do anything to nurture it, to help it grow, and to accomplish all that's important for it, right? Um, I used to go to work Saturdays with my dad and I grew up dreaming uh, that I would work with him. And in the late nineties, he had a business advisor who happened to be a CPA. uh, And that just was not the right person in the right place for my dad. I know that's what you talk to your, your uh, uh, listeners about all the time, but uh, Mm -hmm. this caused my dad some major pitfalls. Mm. And, uh, he ended up losing his business. I thought if this jerk can be a CPA, so can I. Uh, (laughs) And and that's actually what inspired me to obtain my CPA. And and that was my first step on my journey to owning my own business. Um, And what we do is we provide advice to entrepreneurs and families 
that's critical to navigate those obstacles uh, of finance, tax, and investments. You know, as you're you're talking, I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment. Sure. I, you're so absolutely right. Is that that the the sense of responsibility and commitment to your business when you are an entrepreneur is staggering, and it is another child in your life. And and it's you know you're you're everything from wanting to nurture it and protect it and see it grow, but sometimes that also gives you some blinders on to maybe. Uh, different ways to view your business when you're so enmeshed in it. Yeah, I think there was a study that was done in Finland where they showed pictures to an entrepreneur, pictures of their business and pictures of their baby. And they mapped the, the regions of the brain and what lighted up when they saw those pictures. And the interesting thing was their brains lit up in a similar way. So truly your business is your baby, right? Mm. Uh, and, and it's interesting when they showed... Uh, other, you know, when they show the entrepreneur other pictures of other babies or other businesses, they didn't have the same effect. So it, it's interesting as entrepreneurs, businesses, our business is our baby. That is so true. And I think that oftentimes then people kind of leave the financial aspect of it behind because many entrepreneurs begin their business because they're so passionate about their topic. It's really easy to uh, have maybe the fiscal health of the business take a back road while you're so driven to bring your purpose to life. I'm not that saying this from any point of, of, you know, reference to myself at all ever. <laughs> well, it's true, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're going into business, that's the one thing. I mean, some people, you know, think about going into business for money, uh, but that's not really what drives us. What drives us is our passion for, you know, what we do. Uh, I have a passion for what I do and that I focus in tax, financial and investment strategy. But most entrepreneurs, that's not their passion. Like doing accounting is not their, that's not their thing. Keeping their books is not their thing or doing payroll or trying to understand the markets and how they work or don't work, depending upon mm -hmm. your perspective. That's not their passion. Uh, and that's why they need good advisors. Mm hmm. I agree. And it's, you know, it's one of the things that I have left uh, with guests over the last couple of years, especially about my business is that that point where I realized the one thing that I dreaded more than anything every month was accounting, you know, putting in, you know, you know, balancing the checkbook, you know, putting in my expense report. I hate those things. So I finally, finally enlisted my husband to have that role in my company, um, which was both freeing and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? If you can find somebody that you can, that you can kind of walk through this life with in, in that way, um, it, it's really important. My, my wife was my office manager for many years and was very supportive of, us, of me starting the business in that. Um, and that's what we do with our clients too, really to, to kind of shock their potential is um, to walk with them through this, or if you want to think of it as a race, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the sport of orienteering, but basically it's a cross country race using a map and a compass, right? And so yeah. if you think about it, there's all kinds of obstacles, uh, mountains, streams, swamps, mud, you know, lots of mud, and it's sucking at your ankles, right? As you're trying to run through it, we're all trying to run this race of life. And if we had somebody to accompany us in that process and help us you know, overcome those obstacles or go around those obstacles. That's uh, what makes the relationship of an advisor really important. Um, we, we accompany our, 
our clients. We help them shed the ankle weights and, you know, to kind of navigate life's difficult obstacles so that they have the best opportunity to accomplish what's important to them and their family and their business. And we do that really by working with them to integrate tax, financial, and investment strategy. It's, it's not about what you earn in the markets. It's what you keep after taxes. And I think this is a lot more difficult than it sounds. Uh, taxes and portfolio construction, if you think about it, they can act as that sucking uh, mud that kind of sucks and pulls your ankles down as you're trying to achieve all that that's important. Yeah, I agree. And, and the, um, another one of the you know, pitfalls along the way to not you know, reaching out and say, hey, I need somebody to help me orient, orient here on this journey is that you think that you should be able to do it. You know, if I can mm-hmm. do this, if I can run a business, if I'm an entrepreneur, I should be able to do this. And it was hard for me to, I mean, I know I can do it, um, but it was hard for me to finally say, I don't want to do it. Like I want to have my passion be with my business and I need to figure out whether it's my husband or it's somebody else, you know, and, and we're to the point where we'll, you know, we'll probably need somebody else as well. Um, it's, you know, that, that freedom that finally came with me when I said, I don't want to do it just because I can do it. Doesn't mean it, it serves my soul. And if I'm this stressed about dealing with the financial aspect of, you know, everything from payroll to the accounting part of it, why am I doing this? Because it's taking away from the lifeblood of my business, which needs my time and attention. And so when you see, when you, you know, are talking to clients in the beginning, I'm assuming that they may share similar kind of statements and yet they're also saying, yeah, but I really should be doing this. (laughs) Do you get that sense of duality? Yeah. I mean, people have a very strong sense that they should do everything themselves. I'm a successful entrepreneur. I should be able to do it. You know, it's not about being smart or about being successful. Uh, I don't know if you, if you followed anything done by Kathy Colby Mm -hmm. and the Colby A index, but Kathy talks about instinct and what our instincts are. Uh, and as people, that instinct continues as probably the most consistent thing uh, from when we are a child, we grow into you know, kind of pre-adulthood, adulthood, and as we live our lives, those instincts stay very, very similar. They don't change. So a lot of those personality tests and things like that, that you take, you can change over your lifetime pretty drastically, but your instincts are always the same. And if you are doing things in a way that's instinctual, you're using less energy in some ways. And so she mm-hmm. talks a lot about if you're, if you're doing things that are outside your instinct, uh, uh, then you're really dragging yourself down. You're dragging that performance down and you're not lifting that potential that you have and freeing that talent and skill that you have instinct, instinctively. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's the that's the real thing is, you know, you want to make better decisions for today and and the future. And some of the ways you you do that is by challenging yourself to reflect. You know, I've noticed the one thing you talk about is, um, you know, challenging and uh, your and evaluating your team members. Are Mm -hmm. they the right people to be working with? And Mm -hmm. I think people need to do the same thing for their advisors. They need to look at their advisors in the same way they look at team members, you know, and employees that they work with. Um, 
you have to educate yourself. You know, your, your theme this month is, um, you know, money matters, right? Uh, do people really have the instinct to, to accomplish where they want to go with, with their finances? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's three things that people can focus on. Um, alignment, communication, and process. So as it relates to alignment, are you using an advisor and should you, Mm -hmm. right? What motivates them? Understand what motivates your advisor. Um, You you know, you might want to look at things like how are they compensated uh, to ensure that their interests align with yours? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one way. Uh, To me, the best way to ensure that you're working with the right advisor is to make sure uh, their interest is aligned uh, by looking at whether or not they're a fee-only advisor. Uh, they should be a fiduciary in everything that they do. That's, you know, we, that term is actually being thrown around a lot. I think more, people are more familiar with it now, but uh, it's misused in some ways. You know, to be a fiduciary means that you have a duty of loyalty to your clients. Mm. Um, and that's the legal, kind of the legal definition of it. And some advisors out there are fiduciaries for their clients when they give advice for allocation, but not when they're selecting a product. So it's like there's some duality in Mm -hmm. in what they do and they're fiduciaries in some things and not in others. So I think if you wanna be good at something, understand how to select an advisor, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that they're they're well aligned. It may take a little bit of work uh, on your behalf to kind of figure that out, but you know, I, I wrote a book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being, and I've got some good examples in there um, that describe that. I think the second piece is communication. You know, are they right, the right advisor for you? And from that mm-hmm. perspective, uh, in any lasting and important relationship, communication is crucial, right? Absolutely. Uh, can you communicate with them well? Communication is a two-way street. But if you don't have the advisor uh, that communicates well with you, it doesn't matter how well you communicate with them. And I think it's important to find the right communication style. And to me, there's three styles uh, that you can identify in a financial advisor, the paternalistic advisor, the one that tells you uh, what to do and doesn't really give you a lot of explanation. (laughs) My dad used to talk about it as do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to explain himself. He just wanted me to do it. Um, I think the second kind of advisor is the informative advisor, the one that does a lot of work, a lot of research and provides you a bunch of material, maybe dumps some stuff on your desk or gives you a book and says, read this. Mm -hmm. But then they don't provide a lot of guidance. They're they're a good sounding board uh, because they're just trying to give you the information uh, so that you, you know, are basically responsible for reaching that decision for yourself. And that's a little helpful, but it's not very helpful. Right. The best advisor in my, in my estimation is the advisor that's the interpretive advisor. The one that obtains that deep understanding of your situation, does the research, presents options, and really makes recommendations and explains why, mm-hmm. you know, has that dialogue with you. That's the person that's running on the journey with you, the one that's helping you through that obstacle course. Um, Mm -hmm. They're with you on that journey. Um, They help guide you. And 
after all, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a passion for your business, it's not tax, it's not accounting, it's not payroll, it's not finance and financial planning, it's not investments. And so um, the right interpretive advisor is going to help you sift through the noise marketplace and help you, uh, you know, discover what that right answer is for you, your family and your business in a rapid and prudent way. Yeah. And in a way where you feel like they've really provided all that background, but, and want to give you some direction, but also want to have a dialogue with you in the process to make sure and verify that, that they're providing you what you're actually interested in. That's right. So we, you know, we've, we've talked, we've talked about uh, communication and I think the final aspect is uh, alignment. Are you working with the right advisor? How do you know? I'm sorry. Alignment was the first one, right? It's process, <laughs> right. right? It's alignment, communication, and then process. Uh, do they, do they have the right training? You know, that was mm-hmm. one of the questions you kind of asked. Did they have the right training for you and your needs? And I think most businesses and most entrepreneurs and, and, uh, other people, they're not experts in that, uh, field of business and finance. Um, and most advisors are not experts in business finance, uh, or maybe investments, depending upon which kind of advisor they are. So mm-hmm. if you have a financial advisor that's telling you to speak to your tax advisor or your tax advisor that's telling you to speak to your financial advisor, um, or you have a CPA that's maybe just focused on prepping you know, your year-end tax return or doing just a bit of bookkeeping, mm-hmm. um, maybe you're not working with the right advisor. Are they working in silos? Um, without that consideration of these other outside impacts from other important areas. That I think is, is really important to look for that integrated approach, that integrated team, um, and then to be sure that they have the underlying process to support this integration. So you need to ask questions about the process, ask them how to show, ask them to show you um, workflow on how they're making an integrating tax, financial and investment strategy. And if you get the blank stare, um, or they say they don't do that, then you're probably not working with the right advisor. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'll tell you what, Wayne, we're going to take a quick break and we will come back and continue our dialogue. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. So we have been talking to Wayne Titus and um, I'm fascinated by several things. So we were just, I think we just really started to dive into kind of some of your top tips for helping people make better decisions as you talked about, you know, choosing that right advisor for alignment, communication and process. As you were uh, going on, I'm, I always take notes as I'm, you know, in doing these interviews, I was thinking in the back of my mind, how much we have this gap right now with our, uh, our CFP. And, you know, then our, maybe not so much our financial advisors on, on that side, because we've, we've 
finally found the right mix there. We had one that we let go of because we didn't, you know, he didn't, he was much more that, uh, that parent, the paternalistic mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't really care for that, but I was thinking about how, um, right now I'm going through the process of getting my business as uh, certified as a woman owned business. And so as the, I'm working with, uh, you know, someone who's taking me through the process and she was having me go back to our tax documents for the business and asking me different questions. And I realized that our CPA really has done our business taxes just one way without asking a lot of questions. And therefore I've been kind of uh, pigeonholed into one area that maybe we're not getting the best overall opportunity for the business. And I've been making notes so that when we get everything to send to her, that you know, we'd have this dialogue. But in the back of my head was this nagging feeling, and I think you just really hit it, that we have them operating in silos. So yeah. our financial planner may not really understand my portion of the business because my husband is, you know, works for a company. So that's it seems logical on that end, but we haven't really ha- been asked a lot of questions about how we're maximizing you know, what I'm bringing in from my entrepreneur, you know, on my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and I think it's important, but what was more yeah. frightening to me as you were bringing this up is I think our accountant, you know, is not maximizing what can happen for our business either. And they're definitely not working in tandem and we're not working with them in tandem. That's a huge gap. And I can see where there's, there's an opportunity cost there from n- making, not making sure that you have that alignment. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, if you don't know, if you don't know what a good relationship looks like, you know, then you're going to rely on what the traditional view of relationship is with an advisor, which is basically to get an expert, somebody that's in a silo. Uh, there's a great book out there, Atul Gawande's Checklist Manifesto, and he uses oh, the example. He uses the example. My book. Yeah, my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book, but he uses the example of you know, the cathedrals and the pyramids and, and how they were built by one person, right? You had a master builder. What you really need is a team of master builders. This mm-hmm. is a complex. Today, you don't see one person building skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. You see engineers that are, are experts in soil and the impact on soil and wind shear, uh, structural components. You've got uh, electrical engineers involved in the wiring. Uh, the plumbing of these places is highly complex. The skin of the building, you've got multiple um, expertises in working on these things, but they work together, right? It's an integrated team to bring all of that. And mm-hmm. this is the, the new way that we do things. It's not just the expert in the silo anymore. Our tax system is highly complex there's like six or seven different dimensions of taxation. And, and having a, a tax expert is important, but if you don't integrate that with investment strategy, you lose a lot of traction. Um, there's a lot of friction inside of your strategy. And if you change that and use an integrated team, they're gonna look at different aspects of that and they're gonna make it the most efficient and effective strategy for the next 20 to 40 years. And that's what you really need to minimize and mitigate the impact of tax. Right. Right. And I think that's really important because one thing that's also stuck in the back of my head the last two years, and I haven't done anything about it, hadn't talked to my husband about it, definitely going to talk to him about it when we're done with this, but is that even when I would send in my taxes, we never really had a call about anything, whether it's our business or our personal. And so next thing you know, we're like, you get it delivered in the mail and here's the bill. And I'm like, I, 
this just feels like a gap here. Like there's something yeah. missing in terms of verification. I mean, sure, it's like, hey, we're still missing this, this, and this form. But it has felt to me like there's this gap in terms of, well, am I making the right decisions with my business? You know, the the financial aspects of that, you know, should we be doing different things? And, you know, it's, um, it when you go back to, you you know, talking about uh, Kathy Colby and, and instincts, there's, there's an intuition or an instinct in there that I knew that there wasn't something not necessarily nefarious, but when you know you're, there's probably a disconnect, but you're so focused elsewhere that you don't stop and recognize it, how much you may be missing out on. That's what the integrated team is, is, is important for, right? Having a CPA, and this is the thing that bugs me because I think CPAs are probably the best tool in the environment to do exactly what I'm, I'm talking about is that integration because it's all the tool sets that they use. But the issue is you've got CPAs that specialize in compliance. Mm -hmm. Preparing a tax return is compliance work. Right. It's not consultative work, right? And so being an expert in compliance is important, but maybe there needs to be somebody else that's also helping integrate that compliance piece with all the other strategies and pieces that need to be in place. Yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating. I think you're absolutely right is, you know, that, you know, sometimes we get into systems, whether it's our, you know, personal finances or our business finances, that sometimes the, the, um, the momentum needed to change seems more daunting than just going along the way you're going. But in order for any of us to move forward, business, finances, whatever, we have to be willing and able to look up and verify that we're on the right path sometimes. <laughs> and this is right. becoming very clear to me through this conversation. I need to look at different paths. <laughs> Entrepreneurs fly low and fast at times, right? Yeah. We go with our gut. Yeah. And a lot of times our gut doesn't give us the insight to see around corners. Mm. And that's why you need a, an expert, a team of experts to help you do that, to see the pitfalls that are just around the corner. Because if you're flying low and fast, you don't have time to make that adjustment. You need somebody to look ahead for you and mm -hmm. say, here's why you might not want to do that in this way. Yeah. Well, and before I moved to uh, Pennsylvania and I was in Washington state too, I had a really great um, CPA for my, uh, my last business that I had. And I remember the day she said to me, it's time for you to change from an LLC to an S corp. And I went, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I know now, but, um, and I said, well, okay, first of all, explain to me what it is. And second, why do I need it? And she, she said, look, I've seen where you're going with your payroll. I see where you're going with your receipts and it's time because you're going to have these different tax advantages. Plus then you can have this, then you can also set up and have, you know, a 401k kind of, you know, over here. And I remember thinking, wow, I had no idea. I'm so thankful that she knew that wow. and was thinking proactively because that did change that business uh, for the long-term. So I knew that there was something missing that we weren't having that dialogue with, with our current. So hopefully she's not listening to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> or if she These is. These are important things and you wouldn't know it unless you actually yeah. then started to experience it or learn it from somebody else, right? Right. Absolutely. Gosh, Wayne, we could talk about this all day. I could pick your brain for, uh, for amazing amounts of time. Uh, but I know we're nearing the end. We'll have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody's like, I need to talk to this guy, like right now, what's the best way for them to find you? I think, uh, one of the first things to do is to check out my book, the entrepreneur's guide to financial well-being. You can find it on the Apple store or Google books. It's available, um, 
on Amazon, you can contact me through LinkedIn, Wayne B. Titus III, or through my firm's website, www.amdgservices.com. I love it. Well, before we go, Wayne, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, sure. I'm going to stick with your theme, money matters. Mm. Um, it's not what you earn in the marketplace. It's what you keep after taxes. And so you need to ensure that you're working with the right advisor and be sure you've considered alignment, communication, and process. You want to seek out an integrated team and bust out of that silo mentality. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Wayne, thank you so much for sharing your expertise today. It has been a pleasure to interview you and get to know you. Thanks, Michael. It's been my pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.